Have you set a course for your life? Do you do that every day? Knowing what you want is intention. Knowing how to get there is a study in conscious action. This is a show about living consciously. It is about our choices, our hopes, our dreams, our work, our loves, our vision, and the practice of healing and becoming. Welcome to Cruising in the Light and Shadow. Hello, I am Sheila Marie, also known as Kicha. And this is Anana Moon. Welcome. Welcome. This is an exciting show. They're all exciting. <laughs> this one's exciting because um, I have been wanting to learn more and more about this topic. And we are going to talk about tarot cards. Am yes. I saying it correctly? I say t- I, it doesn't matter. T- sometimes tarot, sometimes um, tarot. Um, never tarot for some <laughs> I don't know. Some people just, I think, haven't heard the word. So it's not tarot, it's tarot. Because I feel like I'm saying, you know, like how some people go karate. Oh, karate. <laughs> karate. karate. Yes, right. so, so I've been, so. I called it tarot. Yes. Yeah. No, that's good. Okay. Yeah. However you pronounce it, but without the T at the end, um, keeping it silent, that would be, that's, a, it's appropriate. This is a difficult, I, I don't know why I'm in this, I'm just in this headspace where it's a, um, while I very often am asked to do tarot readings, and I've been reading for 25 or more years, um, I also work as a psychic and a medium. So to work psychically, you don't need the tarot. It's consider- it is considered a, a tool. A divination tool. A divination tool and something you can use for psychic development. Um, but it gets poo-pooed a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One by people who really like psychic work and feel, well, you can't be free if you're not away from cards and tools. You can't, you can't just work intuitively. A lot of people don't like the cards. Um, it's, some of it is, are the people in metaphysical work and others are people who were raised that the tarot was evil, evil. and villainous yeah. and so forth. Um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of discourse about the tarot. Um, I, it's amazing the things you can do with the tarot, um, but people actually have to work through. There are people that have to work through their issues with what the tarot cards are and what they might stand for. And if they're taking you off course in some way, it actually just all has to do with your mind. We're talking about pictures and symbols, the numerology, um, the the scenes and settings in the cards, and then also what you're using the cards for. And... um, those are all very, there are many beautiful ways to use them. They're deeply spiritual and help you in many ways. The church um, had issues with people perhaps living by um, by the cards or by by runes and lots of things, tarot, the runes, different things, um, and and totally living by them and not making their own decisions, I could I know that that would have been said later on, but it was a lot more about people controlling their own lives um, by the by the 1500s when the tarot was starting to become really popular um, out of the playing cards and numerology. 
um, and people were following that, the church was, there was some jealousy in the church. There was also saying, well, women shouldn't be the ones giving this kind of sage advice. Um, it, it was a whole patriarchal thing, although I do know that there were also male healers and sages and wise teachers um, that may or may not have used the tarot, may or may not have used a lot of different things, but the church wanted to be the be-all, you know, the last word on what advice you took in your spiritual life. Um, it's putting that aside, what I love the origin story of the tarot, but I think there was something you had wanted to say um, before no, I go into that. I'm all excited. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking back that um, all the times you've read me, mm-hmm. it really isn't much of um, this is the future. There was some, you know, some of um, this is what your path is, is more yes. like it. And it was always confirmation. Right. So I'm thinking back, yeah, that that wasn't, you know, that be be all to end all. This end is what all. she says yes. is going to have to yeah. happen. I have to make a decision. Right, and there are fortune tellers who do that, um, and they're the ones that have the bad rap, unfortunately, because yeah. you really trying to tell the future honestly, because we have free will, and if you don't know that, you don't know that the readings will change. Our free will. And um, the shifts in knowledge and consciousness as you go forward from a reading, you it's more about the patterns and your pathway that will tell you more about what may or may not happen in the future. It'll be your consciousness, your your karmic path, etc. It won't be, well, these cards are absolutely telling you that in six months this is going to happen (laughs) he'll walk through the door and he'll say I know you and (laughs) then you will fall in love and live happily ever after and there's his not is is honestly not the way to have a reading intuitively if you're picking up on something and the cards are supporting that um, I will say it looks to me like it's headed in this direction or here's some guidance about your your life choices and your um, way forward on a given topic that you may have asked about, but it's it's more about looking at your patterns. Is there is there karma? You know, we just had an episode on that. Is there karma that you have to look at? The cards love to point that up. Yeah, and I also feel like there is a spirit to the cards or a connection. It's your guidance, my guidance. And the car and the spirit of the cards, if you will, that all work together, and it's about opening a door where you can see um, your life as it stands, um, some possibilities of what might be happening going forward, and um, and actually even more how to go toward your goals and your desires. So it's constructive and. Cr- creative because the cards are incredibly beautiful and that always struck me and this is one of the reasons I think I've felt that I can't do tarot Mm. right now is one there's so many cards this is me being overwhelmed (laughs) so many cards but um whenever you've read me or my friend uh, Dalila has read me you describe the card like well 
like we do at every show, you know, mm-hmm. the he's a blonde and there's there's this signifies air and there's so much that I wouldn't even think I just do. I've started doing the, the mm-hmm. practice and mm-hmm. read what the text is, but there's so much more as you learn and intuitively right. and you're right. looking at literally the whole picture. Well, I'm one of those people who likes classes. So when I started there 20, actually 27, 28 years ago, I was taking classes because I wanted a teacher to start out with. I knew there were many teachers, but I found one I trusted. And, um, and I studied the cards that way. And yes, it's about individual study. But honestly, the way to really learn to read them is do a reading with more than one card and you compare the symbols you compare you know are are all the cards showing up with blue skies or golden skies um Mm -hmm. are there more wands showing up than cups um are there more major arcana versus major minor arcana cards and the minors are the ones that were the that became the playing cards um, so the tarot didn't even start out with the major arcana, the fool, you know, the fool through the world didn't, it didn't start with those at all. Um, but if you do a reading where you just sit and look at the cards, you actually should be able on your own to glean information. Yeah. And my, the cards. And it's fun that way. It, it's, it's good <laughs> it's messages. Easier. The um, I was gifted my first pair, uh, my first pair, my first deck. Yes, and it was the kitty ones, and I got that that you've uh, talked about. Yeah, <sighs> so it's not the traditional wands and swords. It's it's all based on kitty. So, so what I'm, are the what are the pips in that one? Uh, pips. The pips are the in the minor arcana. Are are they? Um, so they're not spades, cups, pentagrams. No. No, they're sky, sea, fire, fire, earth, earth, okay. and and they're the king, uh, uh, the, you know, sky king. So notice usually the the ones I'm calling the minor arcana um, have to do with earth, air, fire, and water, and the ones that we know that have the swords, the cups, the pentagrams, the um, I'm suddenly forgetting the other one. What am I leaving out? Not water, fire, wands. There we go. Oh my goodness, I'm leaving out fire. No, <laughs> people Action. would be people who know the cards would be going. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> no. um, so let me talk just a little bit about the origin because there's yeah. a story. There's a particular story I love more than oh they were the playing cards of the I love fourteen or fifteen hundreds. Um, one of the stories is that. Um, the Romani or the gypsies carried the cards. We're going back to more ancient times and that there was, it's suggested that either the library at Alexandria or somewhere in the Middle East, there was to be a meeting of, um, of, of again, wise men, wise women, sages, those who wrote some of the ancient scriptures, um, those who were ancient, who were healers of the time. This would be probably pre-Hellenic. And that uh, they came together and they wanted to come up with a tool or a device by which they could all share their teachings and their understanding of, of how to lead a more spiritual life and how to 
make life easier for people, but they didn't all speak the same languages. This had been going on a long time, and there had been discussions back and forth. And so all of these people came together, almost Knights of the Round Table-like, mm. but we're talking the Middle East, and came together with their wisdom, and they put together cards because you could pull them there was an understanding of numerology an understanding of cause and effect and that's what governs how cards come to you when you open a deck and that all of that symbolism was a combination from the various mystery schools around the world and so they made these they made they created this so it's universal speak yes yes universal speak and now, how it happened that it would have gone to the gypsies, but there are all kinds of suggestions that one of them was a gypsy sage or that um, it, in order to get them out of a country that was under siege, the cards were given to someone and the cards traveled with the gypsies for centuries. Well, we do know <laughs> they did travel with the gypsies for many centuries. We just don't know how long or how they received them or whatever. But but the the idea that they went along and at some point went to France and to um, other European countries, but they also then became a card game. Oh. So around the 1560s, 1590s or so. Um, and, and there, and there of course will be people who will go, I've never heard that story before. <laughs> I've never, or I, I don't think they came along as, as playing cards, but we do know that one of the, um, earlier forms of making them the tarot or a fortune telling device was they were playing cards where the numerology of the cards were the most important thing, as well as. You had spades, clubs, diamonds, etc. And so, and so you could pull those. You had to learn what the numerology was, and you had to learn, you know, what each suit was. And from there, you could divine. I just realized. So I'm Nicaraguan. Yes, both parents. And as a kid, we'd play this game, and it was like a. It looked like bingo. It was a bingo card, mm -hmm. and it had all these different. Um, people like la dama which means the lady yes. el rey the king el diablo the the devil and it, you'd you'd pick it by drawing a card and if a card came up then you'd put the little you know marker on it i'm realizing that's a tarot card yes that's a deck very much so that's so funny. Yeah. yeah i have a french deck um, with El La Bote. Dama and so forth. Um, I'm not quite... Yeah, and, the, and it has a description of games. It with me. Oh, yeah, I just bought go. some, oh, yeah. Um, we could play a game right here on the podcast. No, it's, um, but yeah, that, those were the first ones, and there are people to this day who read the playing cards. <gasps> um, and the first really popular major deck that you see today and many... And many of the different decks are patterned after this one are the Rider Waite cards. That's the most famous. Yes, that is the most famous at this time. And um, it's the one where there is a major arcana, um, which is the spiritual, considered the spiritual journey. It starts with the Fool card and ends with the world. And every day we start out 
you could say it this way, we start out as the fool, but it's not being, is it, is it the, is the fool foolish or is the fool young and, and new? Naive. Yeah, naive to, yeah. to the process. Huh. But we start out every day like that. We go through the ups and downs of the journey. Um, and they're so, you know, there are so many, there are 21 cards in that major arcana. We, we go through f- a fall and then we rise again, Spring. and then we have the star card with new hope and new opportunities, wow. um, and you're all the while gaining wisdom as you go along through that major arcana. So whichever ones come up for you are your are what you are paying attention to at this time, or what must be might be important to you at this time on your journey, and then. Um, that's the the Rider Waite deck, and I should say Rider Waite Coleman because Pamela Smith Coleman was the artist who did the artwork, Gorgeous. not only for the major arcana, but for the minor mm. arcana. So that was the first deck that had artwork, not just the numbers, like a playing card deck, but the artwork um, on on the minors, and so many decks follow that. So... It's easier, very often easier to start learning with the Rider Waite Coleman deck, um, and then and then learn some of the obscure or unique or unusual decks. And do we know um, when the Rider Waite? Did you say that and I missed it? Sorry. Um, that's yeah. As a matter of fact, it was published in 1910. Okay. So there were many years prior where Waite and Coleman were working back and forth, and um, um, A. E. Um, A.E. Waite was a spiritualist and a, he was a mystic and a philosopher. So he wrote all the text and then from there he worked with Coleman on what each card must be. <laughs> See, to me, it's it's all about empowering and moving you forward, literally, mm-hmm. if you want to say, you know, reading the future, but moving you forward in a positive way. So to me, it's how can it be evil? And I grew up also, you know, that right. that's, but again, it's that whole, do you want your knowledge of the future? But again, you're not really getting knowledge. You're getting knowledge about yourself. And I didn't, I was raised with that. Stay away from these cards. It's about the occult. Well, no mm-hmm. one knew what the occult really meant, which just means m- mystery. Mm-hmm. And um, when I, when I was first medit, it's interesting, while I was meditating, and then I kind of wanted to know more about this whole mystic world um in playing with the cards what it actually did was help me become more intuitive meditation helped my intuition so did the cards because i would be sitting in front of someone just you know playing with friends and you know trying them out and i would sense certain things sense or see certain things and then the cards would point that up and i was like oh okay that's a good it helped me gain my confidence Hmm. And now when I use them, I'm, I would say I'm probably, I know that I'm reading psychically or intuitively the majority of the time. But if I use the cards, and often I do because people are comfortable with the cards, they'll go, please, could you use yeah. those too? <laughs> like, All right. Which makes sense because you can pull up the pictures. Here's the situation that's going on in your life. And look, here's a picture that describes that. Um 
I will look at the cards and it's interesting for me because the pictures will shift right in front of my eyes. Certain parts of there are many, there will be many symbols and many things going on in the card and certain ones will point themselves up and that's how I'll know oh, okay, let me tell you, let me tell you what I'm getting. And now, now let me tell you what the card is showing. And this is pointing up for you. It's the way, and it can be about um, something you need to address before you go forward on your journey, or something that you, um, you might want to let go, let go of where you are, and um, try something else out or look from a new perspective. And in that way, I'm not telling, I'm absolutely not telling someone how to live their life or that they must choose the way the cards are showing. Um, the understanding and the feeling even to me within the cards is your life is yours to choose. Here are possibilities. Here are many possibilities. Here are opportunities. And I try not to leave, I don't, I don't want to confuse people while I'm reading, but I try not to leave things out. I'll say, if someone says, well, couldn't I go this way? Um, you, you may have told me what might be the most beneficial way, and they'll say, well, I agree with that, but could I do this? And I'll say, well, it's right there. So let's look at that then, and then I will draw more cards along that path. And I have a theory about um, communication. Yes. That... Um, you might be reading somebody and somebody might read them differently. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, it's the same message. It's just how you hear it. Like you and I right. obviously speak, speak in the same language because I've known you for so long and it's like, yes. oh, I understand what you're telling me. Yeah. Somebody else could sit with you and like, uh, what? Right. <laughs> but they go yeah, there might that. be a what or yeah. there might be a, a what, I, what I did with, there was a, a woman that I worked with years ago in her shop and um, we would play, if there was no one in for a little while, we would just play with the cards. And she had been taught in a very different way. And it was like, how are we coming out with the same messages? But I would have said that totally differently exactly. than you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so. And that's my theory also on um, spiritualism and speakers. Like, there's so many great speakers right now. But, uh, like, one of my favorites, it's Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend um, tell me, I get it, but other people may not be hearing her. They need a different, a different person to explain the same thing. The exact same thing. People in their often, language. People will say that about Deepak Chopra yeah. or a variety of people. They'll say, you know, what some will feel that a speaker is very accessible. And then others will say, well, I just love listening to him or her, but I'm going to need something else. I loved the one of my favorite things that Oprah did was with Eckhart Tolle, whose whose teaching is is brilliant for how to get through and um, get through blocks in your life mm -hmm. and, and so forth through the pain body and so forth. But it w it wasn't complex to me. I've been doing this a very long time and through meditation and uh, true some mystery schools and so forth, a lot of the information was, was easy to understand, but there were a lot of people around who wanted to understand his books and couldn't. And uh, they took what, what I still think to this day is a brilliant book. And I would suggest if you're going to learn the tarot, 
and you want to work through your own blocks and so forth, I would also suggest A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, I think I bought that. Yeah, it's sitting yeah. in my bookcase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm wait, um, I, I always know, I, I know when I'm ready. I might buy a book and it's like, I don't feel like oh, I'm quite ready here. yet. Yeah. yeah. And then a year or two later, it's like, oh, it makes sense. Oh, now, now is time. Now is the time. Yeah. And that's how I'm yeah. feeling about Tarot yeah. as well. So, um, like with books and life, there's sometimes I get a book and I'm not quite ready for it. So that's how I'm feeling about the tarot. I have my tarot books. I've had my um, tarot cards, mm-hmm. and but I'm not quite ready. I've always said um, I've had friends offer to teach me. You know, you know, I read cards. Oh, great! Mm-hmm. Um, I can teach you. Yeah, okay, thank you, but not quite ready. Right. So that's. Um, I've I've suddenly fell in the last six months. I'm like, you know what? I'm getting ready. The kitty oh, cards you can appeared. Feel it? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> the kitty cards um, appeared, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm understanding it a little more. Mm. So I mm. am thrilled Very that exciting. you are going to be teaching. Yes, in another four to six weeks, um, I, I have I will I will decide a date soon. But I'm going to teach a beginning tarot course. And what, I, what I'm thinking now, I won't start the way I was first taught, which was I, I sit there and <laughs> go through each and every card. Um, there will be a book available to learn the symbols of the cards and the general meanings, but I will want to talk more about how the cards, how you engage with the cards, how you read them together, um, the, the how-to of putting together why why the card readings are showing you certain things it will be i kind of am, i'm thinking of calling it the heart of the tarot Ooh. Um, or Ooh. the heart and the symbolism of the tarot because i think understanding the symbolism will help you really understand or bring the readings together through several cards that may be sitting, any given number of cards that may be sitting in front of you. And see, for me, um, I love books. I love mm-hmm. books. I love words. But um, learning, I do so much better if you're telling me. If there are me. examples given yeah. to you. Yes. And I'm working yeah. and I'm doing it. Yeah. And I can read it along with you, but I need to, yeah, I need to have the action of it. And for all these years of doing readings, it's been a lot about how to communicate a reading to someone and, and sitting in front of them and discovering how they pick up information. Are they visual people or do they get things through what they hear? Do they need to understand something, often the symbolism, but the symbolism comes physically? Yes, exactly. And that's a whole other show I'd like to, (laughs) your perceptual recipe. Ooh, (laughs) I like that. Yes, so um, there, what I would suggest to someone either, you know, an awful lot of people have cards and they put them away a long time ago and said, this isn't the one, this isn't the thing for me. You either can go ahead and pick up the deck that you've had all along and see how it speaks to you now, or go out there and try out some decks. Most um, metaphysical shops um, and places that sell the cards will have um, open copies so you can lay them out and feel what you like are there are there ones that are more about 
love? Are there more? Are there ones that are more about your life path? Are there ones that um, are thoroughly symbolic, um, like James Wanless cards, the Voyager Tarot? The Voyager, right? The Voyager, very, very no, (laughs) very, very popular deck um, that came out um, twenty plus years ago. And um, he teach he has to teach it. He's one of the people he knows he has to teach it because it's very different from from the Rider Waite tarot. Um, Alistair Crowley is one that a looks famous. a bit. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a famous mystic. And, yeah. <laughs> and some would say he was crazy, but very abstract, really. And his deck, I've seen people who know that deck backwards and forwards, and I don't know how they know it because that one's a hard one for me. And I'm like, more power to you. That's great. I think that's the first deck I heard of before the Rider Way, the Crowley deck. The Crowley deck? Yeah. yeah and it's so, been of course, quite a long time. Negative now. connotations growing up in all my religious About schools. About Crowley? Yeah. So, and, yeah. And Hedonist. Yeah. That scared people. Yeah, and the and you know being associated with rock music because yeah. I did go to a Baptist school that we did the ah. the backward masking. You know, that that you I'm take a record sure. and you listen to it backwards. Oh, backwards! Oh, and it has the <laughs> message. And it was I think it was um uh, the Eagles, and they associated him with Crowley. So yeah, that's that's the my Beatles, mind. wasn't it? And or the Beatles as well. Yeah. Right? Hotel yeah. California. Oh yeah! Eagles, oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay, yeah. and that so, has something to do with. The tarot, that's well, or Crowley. Crowley's yeah. tarot. So okay. yeah, so see, that's Very where my you know that was okay. my original mm-hmm. uh, uh, being a, a what is it aversion to tarot, and then mm-hmm. it's like oh, there's fairy tarot, and there's goodness, kitty yeah, tarot. there's yes, kitty. <laughs> there's more than one kitty <laughs> yeah. tarot. There are like three or four by this point. There are hundreds of tarot decks, and again, some of them follow Rider Waite, and it makes it a little easier. To pick up, but others have have taken their own path. There's the Mother Peace Tarot that's a round deck and very much one. about um, f- the feminine. Um, I've got one in front of me here, Daughters of the Moon Tarot, which is a round deck, um, mm-hmm. also about the goddesses and um, the divine feminine as well. There are artistic ones. I'm also sitting here looking at the Mucha deck and there's a renaissance tarot with the renaissance masters the fairies um, the angels the absolutely there are a few there are a few angel tarot goddess um, john holland did a couple of decks called the psychic tarot and it is it too is one of the ways if you're trying to open and align more with your psychic abilities it, it helps you with that but he wrote this one called the psychic tarot for the heart um it's an oracle deck but it's explain it oracle. Too. okay there yes and i should i did want to explain that there's a difference between the tarot cards and the oracle cards um partially because the tarot's been around so long and it touches on ancient mysticism um but it's how do I say it? It's a journey. Um, but also the oracle cards, people have written those with various points of view as well. They're, first of all, usually less of them. 72 cards in the tarot for the most part. Um, 
some decks less, but the Oracle cards are often like between 40 to 50 cards. And they are touching on things like the Ascended Masters, I have um, the goddesses. Yeah, all the all yes, the one yeah the goddess cards. Doreen Virtue for years did so many decks, but there are there are other people. There's there are Quan Yin decks. Uh. So coming from a master guide, cards that delineate their teachings. That's usually what the oracle and cards are. They're empowering and um they are comforting. empowering as well. Yes. And you can even do a tarot reading and then put an oracle deck next to them and and use both for readings. Yeah, there are all kinds of things you can do. Yeah. I just yeah. realized that I've been doing tarot readings with my goddess cards. I pick three. And then, oh. Very often you do the same things. Yeah. So it's the draw one per day you can do. That's one way of learning tarot or the okay. oracle. Or you can draw three cards and you could say, this is how I start my day. This is what will be in the middle and here's what's at the end. Or the um, the you're, you're, doing a, you're doing a reading of um, if, if I want to know more about how something is going to go say if, if say you have a meeting of some kind and you want to know how it's going to go you can pull the cards and let them tell you what's going on and what the possibilities are you'll mm. start this way it'll go this way toward the middle <laughs> you're maybe you're getting your to your audience or you're losing your audience and then at the <laughs> end you know what the outcome or the synthesis of those first two cards what they might be um all kinds of things. I did want to talk a little bit about the, the care and feeding of your oh, tarot yes. cards, but go ahead. Oh, uh, my ideal day would be to wake up and um, I would do the goddess tarot, grab, uh, or goddess oracle cards, grab yes. a card, and then do a journal entry. And then Beautiful. a few times it was like, shuffle, 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 same mm. card, shuffle, shuffle the next day, same card. <laughs> yes, all right, all right, what are you trying to say? But care and feeding, that's exciting. Yeah, well, this is interesting. It's always been interesting to me. People who want to challenge the cards will say, you can't tell me that this is some thing that the universe just picks up on. You can't get, you know, if you if you shuffle the cards and and cut the deck and then draw a card, the next time you do it, you're not going to get the same card. So it's not going to be the same thing. And it's like, the well, yeah, are. you're right. There are, there are probabilities. However... The people that usually say that, they'll shuffle the cards, they'll cut them, they'll draw a card, they'll do it all again, and the same card will come up for them. It just is, it's, <laughs> it's even, just the best. It's, it's like, even falling out of the deck as I'm doing the shuffling. Yes. Like, oh, okay. And you have, you're supposed to pay attention to those. Yeah. If something falls out of the deck, it's like, don't just put it back in. Oh, and go, no. no, okay, I'm going to lay that out and we'll look at that because they needed you to know something. They or the spirit... <laughs> You know, your your guides needed you to know something about this. Just so. picture them going, hey, hey, over Wait here. A minute, over here. <laughs> I'm flipping this card at you. Come on. <laughs> oh, my brain. <laughs> um, so in taking a deck or a brand new deck or one you haven't worked with for a long time, um, it's, it's suggested that you put them in a breathable cloth or bag, so cotton or silk or linen, and you just keep the cards either in that bag or tie them in a silk scarf or whatever that, again, 
lets them have some breath and then also will clear away the kind of the oil from your fingers and so forth by breathing. Um, but you put them then under your pillow for at least three nights. Now that gets said about a lot of things, gemstones, various things, but it's so that it picks up. If you notice in your jewelry, to me, this is evident. Um, it's very true. Um, if you wear a piece of jewelry for a good long time, it has a signature. There's a feeling to it. My mother's jewelry, 20-some years after her passing, yes, you're beautiful necklace. What did you share? Sorry, share. It, it's a Virgin of Guadalupe. It's my mom's, and it called to me the other day. Like, it just And does it still feel like her? It does. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, I have a piece of jade that she wore oh. that was a gift to her um, from her work, and it to this day... And actually, I have her whole jewelry box, so it's so lovely Me to too. just open a drawer and just kind of feel yeah, and mom's smell mom, energy. Right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but so your cards will pick up your energy, and um, sleeping with them just you know a few nights under your pillow, or if you just every time you are done working with them, just want to keep them under your pillow, that's up to you. What about but allowing the moon? yourself that, and then every day. Every day playing with them or drawing cards and feeling them out. And it really, it's very much like getting to know a friend and the friend getting to know you as well and your vibration. Putting them underneath your pillow, um, any specific like time of the month? Like is it new moon, full moon, any time? Not to me. No, if you get a new, usually <laughs> there was a period where I was getting a deck every week. I was just so <laughs> hungry for the knowledge and there were so many beautiful ones. Um, I had different decks passing through <laughs> like three days for this one. Okay, next one. Um, and then I get to a point, I got to a point where it's like I can't get enough bags for these cards. I'm, I'm still getting there. Um, but, <laughs> but I feel like they're waiting around going, sure, whenever she's going to get to us. I, still, I need to do that with my kitty cards. I keep forgetting. Yes. I've had a drawer of cards that didn't have their own bags. And I started putting gemstones in with them because I felt like they were fussing at me. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine. It's all right. I'm not crazy. <laughs> But I felt like they were just kind of sitting there and abandoned, and and so and so I was like, okay, here, let's put gemstones in with you. That'll that'll kind of even out the energy. Interesting. Um, Any but, particular gemstones? Um, I've used quartz crystals. My particular favorite for the cards would be rose quartz because oh. they're love. Um, sodalite, lapis lazuli. Labradorite, because those two stones, lapis and um, and labradorite, are considered wisdom cards and ancient, ancient amethyst oh. also. All my so, favorites. Yeah, yeah. What are good questions for the tarot card? Um, it's it's mainly that you don't want a reading to be passive. So. Um, and and I feel like it's part of my job or for a reader to help a person ask the question of the cards. Someone can come in and say, when is he going to mm -hmm. love me? When is he going to come? Or when is she going to come? And that's actually more of a passive thing. It would be better to say, um, what 
what do I need to do to prepare for love to come into my life? See, and this is why I always felt like I had a therapy session when I saw you. <laughs> because you would you would talk me through it and yeah, open it think about it. What do you need? What do you mm -hmm. need to do? It's not all, you know, we were both talking all the time and figuring it out together. Right. My preference, you know, some people don't want this, and that's fine. Not every reader is for every person. Exactly. Just like not every tarot deck is for every person. But um, my preference is that people leave a reading feeling empowered or that they have some things that they can work with and things that they can do so that they're not leaving still feeling stuck yeah. after a reading. I want them to feel like... So here's why things are going the way they are. Consider those possibilities. What are you willing to do? What are you capable of doing right now? What are you willing to do? And that goes beyond the cards. You, That's you intuitive. Could, the, the, and also the fool card would say, isn't it about a leap of faith anyway? Because mm. he's standing at the precipice ready to take flight or ready to leap. So there's his... And by the way, we just heard a dog bark. There's a little dog in the fool card. He's a little white dog that oh. sits at the back. It's your consciousness telling you, ready to go? Come on, let's go. So we had a dog barking just now. <laughs> what are we leaping? What are we leaping into? <laughs> We're leaping into so much goodness. <laughs> there's so yeah, there's oh my goodness, there's so many, so many things. But um I it's I I think the the use, and also you don't, <laughs> I feel also, do you have to go to a reader? Can you sit down with a friend or someone who cares about you and what you're doing? Because often, the one thing I would say is do not do a reading when you care so much about the outcome that you're mm. willing to shift the meaning of the cards. <laughs> I, nobody, yeah. <laughs> and to me, actually, the cards will show you that exactly i can see it when someone comes in it's like i have to have this particular outcome because mm -hmm. i don't want things to go any other way than this one way on a particular topic so the cards will tell you what you want to hear sometimes they'll i'll see it i'll sh they'll show up the person will say this is exactly what i want to see or they suggest they don't want to hear anything else. I've had people hold my hand and say, I don't want to hear anything else. And I'm not going to take that, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say something else. But if they want the cards, the cards will then say, so here's what you wanted. But they might show up with the tower card with them. Or they might show up with, here's everything you wanted. Or the devil card, which is not evil. The devil card is illusion. <gasps> So here's your illusion handed See. to you on a plate. And I will caution someone. So if you're going to go ahead and do what you say you want to do, you at the I can I can't say on I really believe I cannot say that at the time that something happens if you are willing it 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 perhaps it will happen the way you wanted it to. But the cards are going to point up but what are the consequences if you do it this it way? And that's really what's you. happening when they're showing you what you want. They are also showing you possibilities of consequences. But that's not my judgment call because no. free will. The whole <laughs> all, free will all thing. Of free will. Yeah. yeah, you could you oh. could do what you want, and and there's a reason why the cards are like right, mm, maybe right. not. But if someone says, if someone says, 
okay, I really want it to happen this way, but please let me honor spirit, my spirit, the path I'm on. What could I learn? It op- it all opens up, mm. and it's um, the reading has a lot more give and take and freedom of choice for the person, and that's what they're choosing again, not me. Um, no, you're just the. And, and so one more quick question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so to say somebody does come up and this is the way it has to be, how does that feel intuitively? Does it feel like, oh, or like, just like, okay. Like I'm either shutting down or I want to shut down. I've had people who've wanted to manipulate relationships mm-hmm. or, well, let's let's go with that one. There's, there, if someone comes in and says, I want to know about the person that broke up with me and I want to know exactly where they are and what they're doing. First of all, I'm not going to read that at all. That's, that is unethical to me to try to read someone who didn't ask for a session. That's a good point. Yeah. And, um, and, and if they're, and, and I've had people who are very kind of bullying and wanted to get me to read about someone um, that's just you're going to shut down your reader, and it shuts me down absolutely. It's like I'm sorry. That's there. There's there's no direction here for me to be open and go with the flow of that. And again, that also helps you learn to read intuitively, because you're learning to read like a spirit guide would <laughs> say to you. If we can go with the flow of it, I can show you vistas. I can show you opportunities and possibilities. You <laughs> yes, I can show you the world. But if you're if you're going to sit on the edge of the cliff and not take a leap, then hmm, not there's no journey before you. There's no journey. Well, hopefully you can. Or there's preparation for the journey. There, there are you things go. you can do to prepare, but but pushing someone to say what you want them to say will not help and see i i just i feel like if that happens with you i'm sure you lovingly are there and hopefully they lovingly can hear you know those gemstones i hurl them at the (laughs) no i'm teasing (laughs) (laughs) no No, she doesn't (laughs) although i'm sure inside you're going "Hmm." (laughs) snap out of it (laughs) i i tend to ask people why why are you stuck on this? See, see, like a therapist, this is what I'm saying. It was like, I'd rather go see you than go see a counselor. I mean, yeah. go see your counselor's people. But, but go see, but, yes, absolutely. Go yes. see your counselor. But, but yeah, Take your you, medication, absolutely. Yes. But it was a good but, balance but, to go see you as well. Talk it through. But if I can help someone look within and yeah. take that home with them and think about oh, I'm freer now because I'm thinking about possibilities. Um, and, and people And people do come in pain. Oh, yeah. And so healing has to happen. And now that's a different episode, but, but um, if I can help someone start on their journey of healing or balance um, and... And I, I have suggested people see therapists of different kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not afraid to do that. No. So, no, I know you've helped me yeah. a lot. There's a lot of interesting moments in my life, um, animal-related, people-related, that you did help. We have a bunch of tarot cards here. <laughs> Sitting I here. I want to play. All right. What do you want to 
do you want to choose one from the Mucha deck? Did you I like that name, the, Mucha? The, the, Mucha, the artist, Mucha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful. Um, so what I'm doing, I've shuffled previously, but I'm spreading the cards out a little bit, and you can dive in, dig in wherever you want, and just draw a card. <laughs> no, like, we're laughing because oh, two my. of them, two of them, maybe three of them here, actually three of them stuck together. I don't know what um, this one's doing. She's kind of. It's just sitting there. Okay, we'll good. let, we'll let that one go for the sake she of time. Like, yeah, she looks like she's sleeping. <laughs> she's sleeping. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's resting. Okay. So one is the three of cups. Oh, um, then you have the 10 of cups and then you have the queen of swords. Um, so what, well, I don't know if you, did you have a question? This is how we should have started. I did. Or, or, oh, excellent. So do you want to ask that question or are you keeping it to yourself? That's also something you don't have to tell me what the topic is about. Too much, so. Ooh, okay. But it is, it is, right. um, more, uh, I guess it's more financial. Abundance. Abundance. <laughs> yes. Shall we call it that? Okay. Abundance. Um, well, you're being told with the three of cups, um, this is a time where networking needs to happen or you need to um, either within yourself or within a group of friends start out by think by by brainstorming in many ways. Um, to me, you're being told this is absolutely about money because it's a harvest card as well. So it's like reaping the harvest, and what do you need to do to reap that harvest? Hmm. So it's saying do some brainstorming, think about what you want to do. There are people that you're going to need to meet along the way on in, on this journey. Um, you're actually, and, and to me, here's the, one of the more philosophical or... Um, a card that's teaching you that's saying consider your family of origin consider your parents or grandparents what where did they stand with abundance in other words are there lessons about money or lessons about creating abundance that you need to learn Ooh. so that's within you the three of that's the ten of cups. The three of cups is more about outside of you and how you are amassing your abundance or creating it or generating it. But it's saying you will go farther if you go back and look at your habits, um, your personality, things you might not have been paying attention to that either might be. I'm going to be strong about this because it's either are you creating a poverty consciousness or are you creating, are you stepping into a growth consciousness? Um, and it's saying pay attention to what you do to sabotage yourself and what you do to step out of that and be conscious and create something new. Now, I like the last card because it's not saying you close up and go into a hole or a shell. <laughs> it's actually saying you become the queen of swords. Um, she may or may not be a wealthy queen, but she's a queen of ideas. So I would say starting again with three of cups having to do with the flow. So cup, three of cups, the ten of cups, how are things flowing with you? Do you need to create more space in yourself and awareness coming from the Queen of Swords? Um, she cuts, she also tends to cut through BS. <laughs> and, she, and she says, I will take what I need and leave the rest or I will 
do what I need to do to go forward and I need to see clearly. She clears clouds out of the sky of her consciousness. Um, and, um, and also she's someone who finds opportunities when there would seem to be none. So how it, it is a card of creativity and so are the cups. There's creativity in there and love and passion. Mm. So all of these things have to do with you working through and um, wow. finding finding your own way. See, this is why I, I love and thank you for the reading. Sure, it, it's like yeah, you <laughs> yes. uh, you you tap right into it. It's amazing. Awesome. So, Glad. what do you have going on, Miss Anana? So I am working on this tarot class. <laughs> um, and also just to say you can find me um, at my website, inanamoon.com, I-N-A-N-N-A moon.com, um, where you can see my schedule and um, when I'm doing sessions for not only psychic or intuitive work, but... Um, Reiki energy work, teaching meditation, um, and that's. What about you? What, what, what do you have coming me? up? Well, um, I have a few things coming up. Um, my uh, comedy series, um, The Secret Office, Yay. is now on Amazon, so you can stream that. Congratulations! And thank you. Um, and then also uh, a movie also in, in joint with uh, Noel Orput and Laughing House, um, The First Comes Like, which is, I love to call it your date movie and your comfort food. Um, so you can find all that info on laughinghouseproductions.com. And um, I think it's time for us to meditate. All right. Just, I'm asking all right. Um, so in my effort to do a meditation on the tarot, it's more about, it was for the purpose of someone who wants to take it a card at a time and just sitting with the card and getting to know what the card means. And you can ask an intentional type of question or perhaps you're just learning the tarot in general. Um so you're asked to set a mellow mood or a sacred space. You can light a candle or burn some incense or play music. And then go ahead and draw your tarot card. There are different ways people have been taught to draw that card, but you can shuffle the deck and spread the deck out and then draw from there. Um, yes, there is cutting the deck as well. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that, but people have different ways of doing that. So anyway, you, you spread the deck out and draw one card and just sit it before you and take a deep breath in and out and just look at the card, observe it. I'm drawing a card now. Ten of Wands. Mm. So you can look at the character in the card, look at the body position, look how... The element of the card is sitting. In this, there are 10 wands. You might want to look at them. Are they all sitting together? Are they falling apart as the person's carrying them? What's in the background? What are the colors? How does it make you feel? 
There are all kinds of things that you can ask just from point blank looking at the cards. And then you're asked to soften your gaze and kind of look beyond the card. That will actually help it to give you a more personal sense or a gut feeling of what's going on in the card. It magnifies it in some ways. And you can feel if you feel drawn to the card, because this will be very personal. Are you drawn to the card? Are you repelled by it? Can you see some work you have to do for yourself? Can you see what other people might be doing in the card or in connection to you as you look at this card? And once your awareness is there, you can let yourself simply meditate. You can set the card aside now that you've looked at the foreground, the background, felt the symbols. Um, this person is someone who's on their way somewhere, and they're trying to pull themselves together and pull all that's necessary together to go on their journey. They need their passion, their fire, all kinds of possibilities, but you can do this anytime for yourself. And so the tarot card is providing the journey and the lesson for you, but it's coming from within you, your consciousness, your feeling. Don't worry about mentally scripting too much or trying to control the experience. And you might even, if you're a visual person, this might unfold like a movie for you. So when you are done, you will find your awareness will almost snap back from the card. So if you've been spending a little time meditating, suddenly it's like it, it, it will complete. That's what meditation often does anyway. It's like, I'm done now. Something kind of closes and you feel at peace and at balance. And so let yourself come back from wherever you went with the guard card, and now you are finished with your meditation. So just stretch and relax and <sighs> write some notes. I yeah. always think that's a very good idea. Jot some notes. I think that's great, yeah. I like that doing lets you go day to day to day. Some journal writing. Yes. You never know. <laughs> so thank you. That was a wonderful meditation. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to do this. Oh, yeah. Yes, exciting. Um, and I wanted to thank um, David Shostak for his music that we get to use. And I wanted to thank everyone for joining us in Cruising in the Light and Shadow. Very much so. Thank you all for being here. This is Anana Moon. This is Sheila Kichamarie reminding you that love is everywhere. Our lives touch everyone and everything. Please go forth in love. Satnam.